Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time, time to, to sit, sit for a spell. Jessica. James. <laughs> Hi. Jessica. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back. This is Um, episode eight. Nope. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's an episode. Episode eight. Yeah, you're right. Um, Today's a fun one. They're all fun. But today's festive. It's Um, almost, it's the most wonderful time. I'm not going to help you sing. You don't want me to. No. Uh, It's December 8th while we're recording. And, um... Today's episode is going to be about Yule. Yay! Yay. Uh, Traditions of Yule, why we celebrate Yule, the history of Yule, and also connections on how Yule transformed into Christmas. Jess is mad about the Bible. A little mad. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. I'm always mad about the Bible. It's it's fine. It's just something that happens. I feel as a historian, if I have a bachelor's degree in history, not even like a master's, just like a bachelor's degree. It's, it's fine. Okay. Call yourself whatever and, you want. And um, I feel like when you go through that process, something happens to where you learn about all these world religions. You learn about the origins of these world religions and you're like, dude, like what in the actual hell? Like, I'm not going to go... <laughs> already starting i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dive into it but we'll have to do a whole episode on it being a historian is one of the reasons i am lean why i lean towards paganism wicca Mm -hmm. back to the old traditions Mm -hmm. because these are the traditions that are old because it like outdates everything it outdates everything it's simple it's cohesive and it makes sense and you will is exactly that Hmm. it's exactly that what a segue this is going to be a history heavy (laughs) episode do it so hit me with it get your pens ready i'm ready you can take notes yeah there will be a test this will be on the final it will be on the final exam um yule yep is the winter solstice yeah basically yeah it's it's the winter solstice yeah um it's a celebration of light now, leading up to Yule, up to the night of the winter solstice, the winter solstice is the longest night of the year. Mm-hmm. Yule is celebrated because the sun is coming back. Oh. The days will start to get longer. The nights will start to be shorter. Mm-hmm. There'll be more time in the sun. You're mm-hmm. going to go into uh, spring, which is the seasons of growth, and then eventually harvest. So Love Yule... It was celebrated as a time to celebrate the light, Mm -hmm. um, that sun, the rebirth coming back. Love it. Love it. Um, It's also the official first day of winter, so it's not even winter yet. Sorry, East Coast, with all of your storms. Really? Yeah. I didn't, I don't know why. We are still in the fall. I don't know why I didn't know that. Winter is generally the end of December, January, February, and then in March we have our um, spring solstice. Yeah, in California we don't have winter really. We don't really have. We no. have like rainy days every 
so often, but yeah. it like never gets below like 40 degrees. No. And we have snow in our in the high deserts and the, the mountains. mountains and high deserts we just had a really big storm we did like a it's week gorgeous. long storm we can yeah. see the mountains from our um homes beautiful. and it's feels like christmas so beautiful it does which is why we love california so much so fun don't move here though there's too many people Mm-mm. we are born here and i'm mexican so i was here before all of you so <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> we didn't cross the border the border crossed us I had to cross many oceans. Now I'm getting mad. It's okay. That's what, that's what this episode is for. All right. Let's do it. To make me angry. mad. Uh, let's see. So um, celebrated around the world as the return of the sun. So it's not called Yule around the world. Um, but so many cultures celebrate this turn of the season um, because... Is Yule like a, the pagan Wiccan yeah. term for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's uh, actually the Norse, the Scandinavian term. Oh. So the Scandinavian term is jewel, just like the jewels we smoke today. Hey. J U U L. Really? Shut up. <laughs> Swear to the oak god. <laughs> um, some spellings show it J U L, J U U L, but in our English, it is Yule. That's well, Y U L E. That's fire. Yeah. Did I use that right? I don't know. (laughs) Lit? Lit. I don't don't think they say that anymore. Who knows? Um, (laughs) I don't know. We're old ladies. Don't ask us. Um, So, really quick, um, I apologize for this pronunciation, but in China is the Dongzi celebration, um, which is uh, feasting on... um, and light again in uh, Egypt. That's the festival of the return of Ra, and Ra is mm, the sun god. Yeah, the sun god. Um, and then in Rome, I, just really quickly, yeah. I was obsessed with ancient Egypt when oh, I was young. I think I I don't know a female who wasn't really. I think I think a lot of females are really drawn to Egyptian yeah. um, lore. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's a very strong female culture. Yeah, I was obsessed. I couldn't tell you much about it now, but yeah. No, I could tell you some stuff, but I'm not. I actually, and I used to get uh, mistaken as Egyptian, like ethnically. Oh, I can see that. People used to ask me. Yeah. Egyptian, Persian, I get it all. Hmm. I'm very ethnically ambiguous. She is. It's wonderful. (laughs) I could tell you so much about it. Is. I like that. I mean, I don't, I like it too. Okay, sorry, keep going. Um, I can tell you a lot about the pyramids, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. That's another, another uh, episode. So besides, I'm going to talk about Scandinavia, the Norse tradition, um, but uh, Yule has a lot, the Yule that we celebrate today, has a lot of really heavy influence from the Norse tradition, from the Celtic Druid tradition, and from Roman tradition mm. with um, Saturnalia. Yes. Um, which is a celebration of Saturn. Um, all of these in China, in Rome, in Egypt, um, in Norway, uh, everywhere, in Ireland, in the UK, it's all about candles, light, bonfires, fire, yeah. in the hearth, yeah. um, celebrating that life, uh, celebrating that light, and giving and eating. Oh, sounds, sounds like wonderful. Christmas. Sounds like Christmas, right? Does <laughs> yeah. it not? It does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, if we go into the Norse tradition, the Vikings, um, a lot of this we really see being written down 
in the 1600s. Okay. Uh, remember, before, um, especially with nomadic groups like the Vikings, mm-hmm. a lot of things were lost. A lot of things didn't get written down or we just yeah. literally have not found them yet. Yeah. Um, because the written tradition is not as old as the verbal tradition. Yes. Um, and then people obviously had different ways of um, putting history down. And sometimes it gets lost along the way. Were there cultures who like just didn't have the written word? Yes. And there was cultures that only had the written word. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's cool. That is cool. <laughs> We're like uh, <laughs> pictograms developed before a common language. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the Norse, uh, it was basically a time of feasting and celebration because when it got super dark and cold, especially in that hemisphere, um, what would happen is the Scandinavians would um, basically kill all, a lot of their livestock and then um, save that meat. And so oh, it would be yeah. a time of fasting, um, not fasting, feasting, mm-hmm. um, because it was a time of famine and they couldn't feed the people and the livestock. Right. So it would just be the seasonal killing and sacrifice of livestock yeah. in order to feed themselves. Makes sense. Yeah. This would last for 12 days. And this was the Feast of Jewel. Um, yeah, bro. It's celebrating the sun. Uh, they have the Yule Log here. We're going to talk about the Yule Log later. Um And then they had this other really awesome tradition that is going to sound really familiar to you. Mm -hmm. And I cannot pronounce it. I apologize. It's W-A-S-S-A-I-L-E-D. Wasalid. Sounds right to me. But this is when they would go around their villages (coughs) door to door with ciders, singing, drinking, (gasps) and giving gifts. Caroline. Mm. Caroline. The fucking white man. I know. Um... Very cool. Uh, They would have bonfires to celebrate the Oak King, who is the Sun King, who sometimes is uh, put together with um, Odin. Um, They would celebrate Thor um, a lot because a lot of the time this would be uh, a season of winter storms. Okay. Um, Thunder. Thunder. Lightning. Yes. Now, a lot of these traditions did um, go along into Celtic and uh, Druid, and these are going to kind of even be before the Norse traditions. Okay. Um, I mean, the Celts and the Druids have been around the first uh, sign historically of the Celtic uh, group is 750 BC. Wow. That's a really long time ago. a long ago. time ago. 750 years before Christ. Before BC. Christ. Um, long time. Long time. We don't know if they were had a Yule log. We don't know what they were doing. But the Celtic traditions, they, before the group kind of uh, disbanded or blended into modern um, Irish culture, modern mm-hmm. English mm-hmm. culture, they were celebrating Yule. That's so cool. It is cool. Um, other groups that do celebrate festivals of light, uh, Hanukkah, yeah. uh, Kwanzaa, yeah. and obviously Christmas. Um, uh, there's a really cool Celtic legend, kind of like a story that some groups, uh, some pagan groups will actually kind of like reenact 
um, is a battle between the Oak King and the Holly King. Oh. And so the Oak King is a god of light and the Holly King is a god of darkness. Mm. And so they would battle and obviously the Oak King would win and light would come back. Come back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. A lot of the time, um, kind of back in like olden days, Mm -hmm. turn of the century, and then even before, um, children would go house to house collecting oranges, cloves, apples. Um, these would be collected in baskets decorated with evergreen, um, wheat and flour. So like trick or treating. Yeah. Very much like trick or treating. Um, So the apples and the oranges represent the sun. Um, Evergreen is a huge Celtic and Druid um, tradition. This is where we get our tree from. We'll talk about that. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, because evergreens are so strong, they represent immortality. Mm -hmm. Um, Wheat is for the harvest. Flour is for triumph, being able to grow that Mm -hmm. um, wheat and bring it down. Mm -hmm. Um, Holly is put on doors for good fortune. So again, it's just taking pieces of nature um, to honor uh, the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. What a nice sentiment. It's so nice. It's like the darkest day of the year. And they're instead yeah. of being like, oh, it's so dark and I'm so sad. They're like, no, no, no. Let's celebrate. Let's bring the light into it. Let's bring the light. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Let's start with the Yule log. Let's do it. Okay. So the Yule log, um, the first written record of the Yule log is in Norway, uh, which again, just because it was first written down in Norway, um, doesn't mean that that was the first time it ever happened. We don't, a lot of humanity is based off of verbal storytelling. Right. So, um, what you would do during these feasts, um, and this is in the Celtic, the Druid, and the Norse um, traditions, is you would get the biggest log you can find <laughs> that would fit on your hearth or on your bonfire, okay. and it would be from your land, and you would place it in there, and it would burn during your feast. Okay. This is a lovely part. Family gathers around the Yule log. They write down their wishes for the coming year and burn oh. them. And they can say them out loud or not. I love that. New Year's resolutions. We're going to do that. I mean, come on. They're basically literally doing intentions. Yeah. 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 I do that every month. I know. I'm going to do that. Um, Then once your Yule log is burned, uh, you can take the ashes and you spread it around your house or anywhere you feel like you need to for protection in the coming harvests. That's really cool. Yes. Um, This then turned into a Christmas Eve tradition in a lot of turn of the century households, um, burning the Yule log over Christmas Eve and then into Christmas morning. There's even a bunch of like Christmas songs. Yes. About the Yule log. There was a song. I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's all right. Uh, Let's see. Uh, There's just so much stuff. You should see all the notes that Jess has. This is like page one still. I haven't even turned the page yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 12 pages. Um, But yeah, it's kind of cool that it turned into a Christmas Eve celebration. And now we literally have it on Netflix. You could just turn the Yule log on. I mean, yeah, it's cool that we do it, but Mm -hmm. it's like not cool that like 
a lot of people the don't reason, know where it's yeah, the reasons why yeah. we do it people don't understand but we'll get it into is that cool. don't you worry that's what we're here for to spread the word <sighs> spread it so um your yule log actually has very different meanings uh depending on what wood you choose mm. yeah which makes total sense yeah so um just some examples i didn't write them all down but some of the most common that you can come across if you wanted yours um aspen is for spiritual understanding oak is for strength and wisdom and pine is for prosperity um there is if you don't want to burn your yule log um which a lot of people with modern day altars don't necessarily burn it Mm -hmm. um what you do is you decorate it yes so generally a yule log is about like a foot foot and a half Mm -hmm. is the most common that you'll see uh not very um girthy just (laughs) you know i mean you can have it as big as you want it's your house but uh, i will (laughs) you get fake or real evergreen berries uh nuts (laughs) they're gonna say bears (laughs) You can put a bear on it if you want. I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> uh, ribbons in the traditional colors. Gold, white, green, red. Um, decorate to your your liking. Your heart's desire. Yeah. You can go bananas. You can go simple. Totally up to you. Um, people put candles around it to represent the flame. If you're not going to burn it. Some people even put candles on top of it. They like fan dangle mm-hmm, it so they mm-hmm. stay. Um, kind of looks like candelabra. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Do now, what you then want. if you want, once you decorated it, you can burn all that stuff if you want to. Put it on bonfire outside. It's probably the safest bet. Mm. Um, you can undecorate it and put it in the fireplace and burn. Or again, just put it outside in a fire pit and burn. Um, or you can just keep it as your traditional Yule log from season to season. Yeah. Yeah. Totally up to you. Um, but again, the log is just a symbol. It is setting it on fire. That fire represents the sun, the coming of longer days, shorter mm-hmm. nights, less cold, warmer weather. It's all revolves around the harvest. Got it. Always. Yeah. Cause it's um, your life. Harvest is life. It's fertility. It's growth. A lot of the stuff with the Yule log and with Yule wasn't just fertile harvests, but fertile wombs as well. Mm. It's a lot of fertility tradition. Um, I think it was, I can't remember what kind of wood, but there was actually a wood that you could use as your Yule log if you wanted more kids, like a fertility Mm, log. Um, All kinds of stuff. Just go for it. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yule log and it's just really cool because we have the yule log still like i said we have it on netflix we have it all over you can yeah. watch it but yeah like, if you live in an apartment and you're like i don't yeah. have a fireplace or you just don't want to burn yeah. a yule log go on netflix go on yeah. like what is it like channel seven or whatever yeah, always like have it yeah yeah on your computer youtube yeah doesn't matter awesome. light a candle does the same thing it's yeah. fine have um, a yule log in your mind yeah so that would be the tradition to get the biggest one Burn it, make your wishes, spread the ashes. Simple. Simple. Now, where should we go? We can talk about Santa. We can talk about mistletoe. We can talk about the tree. We can talk about talk Krampus. Talk about the tree. Got Krampus Okay, talk about the tree because I was going to ask you if you were, were going to talk about that. Okay. Um, the tree. 
The tree comes from Druid tradition. Um, the Druids' uh, earliest information about the Druids comes from the third century BCE. Uh, so you might hear me say BC or BCE. BCE is scientific before the Common Era. BC is before Christ. Okay, I was same just going to ask that. Same thing. Um, the AD, scientists took it back. AD is commonly um, thought of as um, after death, but it's not. Uh-uh. It's um, I used to know the Latin, and I don't anymore. But most commonly, people think of it as after death. Um, so which came first? What do you mean? Like BC, AD, before Christ, after death, but like the, and then the Latin terms, like did... Anno Domini. <laughs> That's what AD. It does. <laughs> yeah. Anno Domini. What does it mean? The year of the Lord. The year of the Lord. Yeah. So you would say it's 2019 Anno Domini, the year of the Lord. It's very Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so BCE before the common era. CE, common era. CE, mm-hmm. a.k.a. AD, BCE, mm-hmm. a.k.a. BC. Moving on. <sighs> it, history. Historians. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> Historians and religion and time. It's a thing. Okay. Christmas tree. Let's do it. Yes. Druid tradition evergreens um evergreens are a tree you have your noble fir you have a bunch of others i'm not douglas fir yeah fir that's all i know conifers those are the ones that have your pine cones your pine cones need to burn in Mm. order to make new trees Mm. it's science so these trees do not molt in the seasons Okay. Yes. They are not changing trees. You have your gorgeous, beautiful trees, change colors in the fall, shed their leaves, grow new in spring. Evergreens do not do this. They stand for longevity, strength, immortality. They represent the female goddess because of their strength. Um, because women are strong. Um, we are steadfast and strong. Are. Exactly. Like the evergreen. I don't Love mind it. being compared to evergreen. No. They smell good. Squirrels. They're beautiful. It's great. <laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> they live in them. <laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> okay. Anyway. I mean. You know. I love them. They're cute. Um, okay. <laughs> so Keep going. In Yule. Uh, trees are decorated with images of happiness. Um, you're gonna. They used to put things up from their daily lives, things that might represent har- harvest, things that might represent their um, little things from their households. Um, again, with the fertility. Um, these in, was this inside the home or outside? Inside. So they used to cut yeah. one down and bring it inside, mm-hmm. just like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but then there also were like uh, village trees. You decorate them, and that's where like Main Street trees and stuff came yeah, from. Yeah, that's cool. Because sometimes, I don't know if many of you are familiar with the living conditions of people in uh, BC time periods. Not good. But generally, it's one-room buildings. Not uh, not super luxurious. No. So sometimes you can put a whole tree in your house, which is fine. That's where wreaths came from, BTW. Ooh. Uh, so they're decorated with all of this imagery. They would put coins in them for wealth. And then, um, they would eventually later down the line kind of attach candles, which is Christmas trees. Yeah. Lights. Um, the star on top of the tree originally, um, represented the sun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the evolution from Christmas with the Christian tradition, mm-hmm. um, now apparently to a lot of people represents the, um, North star, the star, the, yeah, or yeah, is yeah. it the North star? Yeah. The star. I almost said the star of David, but that's not Christianity. No, that's not that's Judaism. Um, then yeah, the star, the that, star that Mary the, and the, Joseph, the three wise men followed. Yeah. 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 With the camels and such frankincense and myrrh. Yeah. It was that star. Some um, stuff has stuck in there. My mind. Yeah. So that's an interesting, easy, I didn't know that bridge for them to, to like cross. Oh, we're not going to represent yeah, yeah, your yeah. son anymore. No, no, no. This We're going to represent star. the star now. Mm. Easy switch. We're taking that. Taking it. Um, but before, it would represent the sun. Okay. Uh, Scandinavians would do something very similar. Um, however, this I love. Scandinavians would put the tree in their house to coax fairy folk in mm. to help them practice the traditions of the season. Oh, yeah. Cute. Um, the Saxons are said to be the first ones to add candles. Um, and a lot of it's cultures... It's really dangerous. It's very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they had drapes back then. So... Oh, okay. That's true. And hopefully true. they only did it on Yule. Yeah. Before their tree dried out. Uh, and then a lot of these cultures would put garland on their trees and garland is literally a representation of connecting a whole. So really like cool. connecting people to the earth. Aww. That's why it's made out of like berries and nuts yeah. and pine cones and things like that. Popcorn. Well, now it's, it's easy. Delicious. Comes from the earth. Harvest. Yeah. There it's you corn. go. Um, so that's the tree. And we still put our happiest moments on our trees. Yeah. We, we pick like our favorite, you know, yeah. like if you like Jess has like dinosaurs and like pigs so and it's like you pick your favorite things and you're like, I want an ornament of that because yeah. some people I have trees it. just for the places they've traveled. They have trees yeah. for their children's artwork. They have their it's, favorite. Yeah. Their yeah. favorite movies. Their people pick a color and they mm-hmm. go with that. Like it's very personal. Yes. yes. And the trees tree bringing it in is just to like honor all of these things honor that um immortality of the season honor the coming of the new season honor the light um and plus it smells fantastic oh yeah it's the best and if you have a plastic tree that is fine yeah you can just hang like a pine fresh like i mean sustainability man do you i have a i have a fake tree I just read an article. I didn't read it. I scammed the title, so I didn't read it. But um, <laughs> it, was, it said, uh, more people are buying trees, but we're not growing as many trees. Yeah. So that's why they're so expensive. I, could, I see that. So we debated about getting a plastic tree. I think down the line, maybe we will. Probably. I think yeah. more people are going to have yeah. to. It's just best practice. But I'm a holdout. Um, let's jump Santa to well let me do mistletoe first because okay. Santa's a whole thing okay okay mistle I just really love mistletoe I have fake mistletoe hanging right there mistletoe is actually an invasive species first of all <laughs> that's why yours is fake yeah it's poisonous oh yeah you don't want so to like fall if it your dogs and your dog it. or your cat nibbled it it would not be good I so I recommend um fake mistletoe unless you could really attach it and keep it yeah in a place where your pets can't get to it safe yeah it it is a poisonous plant um but it's beautiful 
So yeah. back in all of those traditions that I've already said, mistletoe was cut and blessed and gifted. Um, because it is an invasive species and because it grows through the harshest of winters, because it feeds off of the trees that it grows on, mm. um, it's seen as a symbol of strength. Yeah. And so that's why you'll see it on Yule logs. Um, you'll see it in decor. You'll see it in wreaths that even put it on the trees. They decorate the baskets when they go door to door. Um, yeah. Mistletoe is all over the place because it's a symbol of strength. Yeah. So a cool little thing is that um, because it's a symbol of strength and a symbol of kind of like resistance, mm-hmm. it was hung in doorways. And that's where we got get to see hang the mistletoe. Yeah. And it was hung in doorways originally during Yule to ward off the evil that comes during any seasonal transition. Right. Um, and so if you were able to walk through the threshold under the mistletoe, you got a welcoming kiss mm. or like embrace. Right. Thank you for not being evil. <laughs> literally what it was <laughs> enough people don't thank me for that i know on a daily basis you should have mistletoe all the time yeah so that's where the mistletoe kiss came from so <laughs> obviously now having mistletoe in your house is a christmas visual but it's also very romantic i mean there's yeah. hallmark movies up the wazoo about oh my God. mistletoe kiss and kiss yeah. under the mistletoe under the mistletoe but originally it was to ward off evil i mean so you don't want to be kissing evil people no. So it still works. Still works. Um, I love mistletoe. It's so freaking cool. My Oh, where did he do with it? My husband brought home a shit ton of mistletoe the other day from a forest he was in. Real mistletoe? Real mistletoe. Oh. I think it's in the garage. Probably. Hopefully. Like, <laughs> he just has his handful it's of like plant here. vine. He's such a like. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, it's mistletoe. He's such a like. I wonder where he put it. I wonder if he hung it to dry. He's a witch. He doesn't even know it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Where did he put it? Why are you asking me? I don't, I don't know. know. He'll be home in an hour. I'm going <laughs> to <ask> live here. <laughs> uh, I'll give you some of that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I probably shouldn't take it. No, my don't take animals. it, actually. It's probably why he left it in the garage. Um, okay. Talked about the tree. Talked about mistletoe. Talked about the Yule log. Talked about Yule. Now we can talk about Santa. Santa. And okay. Krampus. I'll get, Yeah. So I wrote down, there's a couple more, but I wrote down three of the, um, I think strongest connections that kind of all together create our modern day Santa Claus. Coca-Cola. That is where we get (laughs) the imagery for our modern day Santa. The kind of jovial, fat, white bearded red guy. suit the red oh i'll let you not go. just start Coca-Cola. okay but our I'll stop current interrupting you. modern you know that's fine i like it <laughs> our current modern imagery comes from coca-cola it's true true story i knew that all right let's go to turkey let's delicious in turkey myra turkey um there was a saint literal saint nicholas mm-hmm. and he was sainted after his death because he um before Constantine, in the late 300s, Keanu Reeves. AD, after death. So Jesus was alive and then he died. And um, <laughs> before Constantine was the emperor of Rome, mm-hmm. Christianity was illegal. Mm. It was not good. 
and uh, that, I mean, in according to the Bible and legend, that's why Jesus dies, right? Because you can't right. be Christian. Yeah. And a lot of other people, right? Yeah. I think his name was Paul. He spread the word. Yeah. Bible was written. Things happened. A lot of people died, though. Lots. Um, St. Nicholas would help Christians before Constantine, like right before okay. Constantine um, made it the official religion of Rome. Okay. So he would help them hide. He would help them do whatever they needed to do. A very good guy, um, supposedly. And yes, helpful, uh, especially helpful. with children. All of these have strong connections to children. Um, after Constantine became the emperor of Rome and he said that Christianity was the new um, religion of Rome and after he rewrote the Bible because he did, he mm-hmm. rewrote it to how he wanted it to say. Mm-hmm. So who knows what the Bible mm-hmm. said before Constantine? Mm-hmm. Um, Tell him. Yeah. Then he got sainted. Okay. Then there's Frau Holda. If you can say that in a German accent. That's a lady. Yeah. The other two are ladies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Frau Holda, she's a German, God, German goddess of winter. Okay. Um, and she's a protector of children. Uh, she would wear red clothing. Oh. She would fly through the skies <gasps> and she would give gifts. <gasps> so familiar. Around the like winter time. Um, Frau Holda and the this Italian woman, Le Bafana, mm-hmm. are both connected uh, around the time period of Yule. Okay. Which is really cool. Um, so yeah, Frau, German goddess of winter, super freaking cool. Um, she would just fly around protecting children. How did and she, like, she flew she on her own? She would just fly. Yeah. She just could fly. I think she could just fly. I don't know if reindeers were involved. Okay. I don't know. What That's those okay. Are. They yeah. don't need her. She could just fly. Um, but again, children, gifts, red, flying. Christmas. Christmas. Um, then Le Bafana is the uh, Italian um version this one is said to have been a legend uh it it, well obviously frau too (laughs) because she flies but um in italy this is a story of an old woman uh the first written record of her is in the 13th century um which was a really long time ago (laughs) since like 1200s um now this woman would fly on a broom Oh, and she would bring children candy. She's and a presents. straight up witch. Straight up witch. So children love candy, or a goddess, or something. And so all three of these, if you pray to Saint Nicholas, you'll get what you want. If you're a good child, Frau will bring you gifts. If you're a oh, good okay. kid, La Benefana will bring you gifts. Okay, it's like it's those things yes. right um they're all traditions that still hold fast in all of these cultures in germany in italy and across like rome there's still a lot of um uh, visuals for these people mm-hmm. and there's a couple more but these ones i felt really if you kind of wrap them all into one package kind of give you santa claus yeah except santa claus should be a woman thank you very much Hello. Everyone but we live presents. in a patriarchal society so so it makes a big, sense for Santa white to guy. be a woman. Totally makes sense. Yeah, protector, protector of children, giving gifts, giving sweets, flying, supernatural. Women do all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I love to fly on Christmas. It's great. Yeah, it's a rush. We only get to do it on Christmas, though. So. I know. I wish we could do it all year long. I know. 
Okay, I wasn't going to talk about Krampus, but I'm going to. I love Krampus. Because he is connected to Yule. Do it. Here we go. Lay it on me. Um, this is a, another German tradition. Germany um, comes heavy with Santa and Krampus. He is basically the opposite of the St. Nicholas uh, character. Mm -hmm. um, it's a balance. Okay. So he is the one, it would be a he, he is the one that you would say, if you're not good and Santa's not going to bring you something, Krampus is going to come play tricks on you. Instead of just getting a lump of coal yes. in your stocking. Um, so he is a half goat, half demon. Um, some people say that's where we get uh, modern depictions of the devil is from Krampus, mm -hmm. the old images and verbal storytelling of Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The devil's always a goat. Always. He's always got hooves. And so is Krampus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the earliest that we see Krampus in writing is in 1600. Um, which is a really long time again. Yeah. Um, centuries old tradition. Uh, young men would dress up in furs. They would wear wooden masks. They would have bells and they would parade through the streets to scare away any winter negativity during the Yule. Oh. Um, this would kind of be right before Yule, more early December. Okay. So as things start to change, um, the Krampus traditions. So there's actually a festival, um, Krampusnacht, uh, still celebrated to this day yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. of Eastern European countries. There's even one in Florida. Okay. Um, <laughs> where they have parades, just like bring your best Krampus costume. Oh my God. And literally just debauchery Let's and like fun times. Go to Germany. Going down like streets. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, eventually it evolved into like scaring kids into being good. Mm -hmm. Um and uh let's say that just because like the imagery was scary yeah the imagery is scary he is supposed to balance though so he is supposed to scare away something so whether that is the winter negativity whether that is bad behavior mm. um whether that was he was just literally a demon and <laughs> he was scary um because he is if you look up images he's a very scary thing yeah he's kind of hot <laughs> <laughs> whatever floats I your mean, boat <laughs> is it surprising to anyone that i said that oh man um <laughs> so, <laughs> we can cut that out no i'm keeping it okay i'm not, I'm um, not ashamed <laughs> some people make connections to um him being the son of hell oh h-e-l which oh. is the norse god of the underworld which is where we get the word Hell. Oh. H-E-L-L. H-E-double hockey sticks. Yeah. You watch your language. It's all connected, <sighs> man. Those, they didn't invent anything new. It was all just, just things they took from other people. It just slightly changed things. I mean, Jesus. Was that it for Krampus? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jesus. I mean, it probably wasn't his fault. He didn't, he didn't do anything. Didn't he? Well, didn't he didn't invent he? Krampus. He might have. Who knows? Um, what else can I tell you? So Krampus is just a balance and he's super cool. And it happens right before Yule. Um, connected to Yule mostly. So Yule, remember, started like 
the beginnings of Yule, the simple ritualistic concepts of Yule and feast and candles and light and bonfire started before Christ. Yes. Like centuries. Yes. Then you start to build in, um, you bring in the trees, you bring in the wreaths, you bring in those door-to-door traditions, um, then you bring in Santa Claus, then you bring in Krampus, and those things are really going to be medieval. Those are medieval concepts, okay. like plague times. Okay. okay. Then it all wraps up together. Christianity happens. Jesus is born. Jesus dies. The Constantine helps write the Bible after it was written in chunks along the way. Mm-hmm. He puts it together into like the first kind of thing. And then Johann Ruins Gutenberg the party for it. everyone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Johann Gutenberg prints it in, um, I knew the date. I don't remember anymore, but basically again, more towards Renaissance era. Mm-hmm. And then the Bible goes viral, essentially as viral <laughs> as it can. And That's a good way to put it. Uh, these traditions really solidify into Christian Catholicism practice. Yeah. So, but before and during medieval times, they were two separate concepts. Yes. Um, I like the, um, I like the meshing of it Mm -hmm. without the, uh, like overhanging Christianity sort of part of it. Yeah. But I like the, I like all the traditions Mm-hmm. Like happening all at once. Oh, I love that. Without uh, Christians claiming that they invented it all, you know, that part of it. Oh, they still do. Some oh, of yeah. them do. Oh, yeah. For sure. They're like, what are you talking about? Christmas trees are ours. We invented them. Yeah. We invented all we of this. We created it and yeah. made them grow. Even though there is literal written proof other <sighs> to the contrary. But the point is, I do, I like the fact that they were, those sort of separate traditions were all like the medieval era yeah. part of it. Yes. I'm really happy that we still practice them. Yeah. And it's good to know the actual origins of them. Yeah. Because now when my uncle brings it up at Christmas, I could be like, listen. Like, yo, dude, these druids. Yeah. Listen to this. (laughs) Listen to this. Family, sit down. (laughs) We're going to play this episode of this podcast. Stop talking. Everyone stop talking. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But I mean, when it comes down to it, Yule, the Yule celebration is the night of the winter solstice, which changes, depends. Mm -hmm. Um, If you break down the science, it's the time when the sun is the furthest away from the equator. Mm -hmm. The um, northern hemisphere, Earth's axis is tilted in such a way that it's far. And then as the days go, it like as we rotate in our big right. solar system-y thing, yeah. we get closer and closer, I think, is how the science works. Yes. Um, that's the science. Then the tradition is just people taking what they know, taking what's happening around them in nature, and honoring it. And just trying to get through the darkest days together. Literally. Bringing some light yes. to those darkest days. And christmas i don't really know necessarily why they settled on december 25th for christmas um, oh, i was just gonna ask you that it does you'll um it might have fallen on december 25th i don't really recall it falling on that day like them coinciding very frequently i know usually it's like the 20th 21st 22nd okay um but actually, the first time Christmas was celebrated on December 25th, at least in written history, was in 336 AD under Emperor Constantine mm. um, in Rome. So he was just like, this is the day. This is Christmas. 
celebrate all of you or die. Yeah, because now that historians are actually diving deeper into the Bible and um, not necessarily questioning, but at the same time questioning things, it's more likely that Jesus was born in April or the end of March. He's an Aries. <laughs> There's no way an Aries sacrificed himself for the good of mankind. I mean, he, then he was probably born in March. But basically, like March 25th to mid-April is like the get the best guesstimate yeah. on when he was born. Okay. Um just because of the stories that were told, the temperature, he yeah, yeah. Um yeah, they would have died in that manger if it was December. Yeah, so again, it's just purposeful taking of pagan tradition, rewriting history, and melding it so that it works for whatever is happening at that time politically. So, question. Did yeah. they do that to make it easier for pagans to convert? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. I my One thousand. I don't need to give you the other. Yeah. No. Suggestion. They just did that. They're like, hey, we do that too. They're like, hey, like, come join us. I like your Yule log. We have one of those too. Yeah. We invented that. Yeah. Didn't you know that uh, when you burn your logs in the fire, the light is the light of Jesus being born. That's the real thing Jesus. they say. And that the star in the tree that was the sun is now the star that guided them. And um, how the do they winter explain, solstice how do they the birth explain of Jesus. Mistletoe? Uh, it's, it, no, nothing. Nothing? No. It's just a iconic holiday tradition. Huh. Yeah. Well, what do you know? What do you know? The real history of Yule. Yes. And Christmas. Um, today... Uh, it's celebrated crazy, especially in like Europe. Um, one of the largest celebrations annually, um, and it's organized very well, mm -hmm. um, takes place at Stonehenge. Oh. Yes. And Druids and pagans and other peoples from other groups and cultures and backgrounds come and they celebrate all the way up to sunrise. Fun. Yeah. And <laughs> fun story. Back in the day, um, before there was like a lot of protections uh -huh. around the stones, they would be like up on the stones, like in the circle. Yeah. Um, but they would leave trash because people are trash sometimes and it would, <laughs> they would just make a mess and oh, the grasses would get messed up because it's wet and muddy and it's like Comic-Con. So now there's a uh, rope around it that you can't go past. Right. That's up year round. We should do uh, an episode on Stonehenge. Yeah, let's go. We'll do it there. Okay. <laughs> Recording live from Stonehenge. From Stonehenge. Stonehenge? Um, Stonehenge? Henge. 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 Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, but I'm pretty sure... I mean, this is literally scratching the surface. Yeah. I mean, this podcast can't be like seven hours long. No. So. Um, but that's... I mean, that's pretty good information for someone who wants to know the basic... Yeah. Uh, origins of it and wants yeah. to have, you know, maybe something to say back to someone who wants mm -hmm. to say that mm -hmm. Christmas is a mm -hmm. Christian holiday. Not I mean, that there's anything wrong with Christianity. No. I just, I don't agree with the rewriting you just of need history. You know where your origins are. Yeah. Yeah. And respect each other. Yes. Whether you're a Christian, Catholic, Jewish, pagan, Wiccan. Yeah. Or any of the matter. other hundreds of religions that there are. Make up your own religion. Exactly. Just don't, one. just don't like have child brides and stuff. Please don't. That's where I cross. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> uh, so if you wanted to have an altar or if you wanted to do a Yule log, um, just 
mistletoes, evergreen. Um, you can have a log, cuttings from your Christmas tree, uh, pine cones. Um, cranberries are really big. Um, nuts. Uh, um, some crystals include <laughs> ruby, bloodstone, garnet, emerald, and diamond. Um, I have none of those. Colors, again, are greens, reds, golds, whites, um, anything like that. Uh, anything that holds sentimental value and connecting that sentimental value to nature. How nice. Yeah. That's Yule. Lots of candles. Yeah. Um, a bonfire if you can. That's why I, in, um, it's called Bonfire Night in Europe. I'm going to do a bonfire this year. I'm going to get a Yule um, log. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Even just start a fire. I like it. It's fine. I like it. Um, but yeah. So um, anything you want to do? It's nice. I particularly thought the Santa Claus information was interesting. I kind of knew a little bit of it, um, but not like a tremendous amount. I kn- yeah. I knew that Santa Claus came from other i heard i had heard of the saint nicholas thing before uh-huh. i'd never heard of the other two ladies and that's yeah. really interesting especially the frau what's her face um holda h-o-l-d-a holda that is like straight up santa that's claus straight right up there. santa that's like santa <laughs> claus yeah what did you in your uh research what does santa claus mean or how did he get that name or um, I don't know. I didn't see any, I didn't really see. I well Saint Santa is Saint. Okay. And then Klaus, I think it was Nicholas Klaus. Nicholas Klaus. Mm. Something like that. I just rewatched the Santa that Claus up, the other day. I love that movie. I watched it with my kid for the first time and he was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he liked the parts in the North Pole or he liked the Santa parts, like the flying parts, but yeah. all the like adult drama, he was like, "Meh." Oh. That's funny. Okay, I looked it up. So Santa Claus comes from the Dutch words Sinterklaas, which just means St. Nicholas. Oh. Yeah. It's boring. And he was said to have died December 6th, 342 AD. That's a long time ago. Interesting. So much stuff with Christmas time. So much. So much. People are so... so, uh, sensitive about it yeah but if you would like to um celebrate or observe or even just think in your head oh today's the day um the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere for 2019 is december 21st it's a saturday <gasps> fun yeah. uh, you should come over to my house and we'll have a bonfire Ooh, bonfire i have a bonfire pit. i don't like smelling like bonfire you can sit it's on fine. the other take a shower but yeah yay yule yule we did it we did it that was really interesting i Thought I would only research for like 30 minutes and I researched for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of information though. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of different, like little different traditions that we still practice today. Yes. So you kind of um, have to find all those little things. And just on that note, I got all, a lot of this information from um, the Smithsonian Online, uh, from April Holloway, Patty Wingington, the Huffington Post Religion, and Akasha Emery's, um, just like pick, like pulling stuff from different articles and um, historical sites and pagan sites and Wicca sites. I really like to mix and match. Yeah. Um, 
to pull things from a lot of different perspectives. So yeah, that's where I got that. If um, I got something wrong or you want to add, please hit us up on our social media, email us at sitforspellpod at gmail.com, DM us on our Instagram of the same name. Um, you can tweet to us if you want, but we probably won't see it because we Nobody's are scared of Twitter. <laughs> um, Someone want to handle our Twitter for us? I know we, we will, can't pay you. We'll give you crystals. Yeah, How, or you can so pet my crystals. dog or oh, hang out with that's us. That's worth it alone. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, happy Yule, Merry Yule. How do you? Happy, I don't know. Happy Christmas. Whatever you want to say. Whatever. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa whatever you celebrate um have enjoy the holidays yeah hope it brings you light and happiness and love and that present you've been wanting mm-hmm. whatever that happens to be but uh we will be back another Next time week yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have a witchy moments oh witchy moments let me see something I don't know if it's necessarily witchy, but it's going back to just our love of the friggin' moon. Um, I am stoked because I found this woman in Australia and she has a company called Dreamy Moons and she creates journals and um, uh, kind of like affirmation cards and a um, 2020 planner. She had one last last year as well um, called 2020 Year of Growth. And this Mm. planner has the moon cycles. It has um, pages to write your goals and your intentions and your affirmations. And just it has information about the moon cycles. And I don't even know everything that's in it because I haven't gotten it yet Mm because it's coming from Australia. And I'm just so freaking excited. Jess loves planners. I love planners. You're like the person I know who loves planners the most. Yeah. This is the first year that I'm not (laughs) ordering my planner from this website um, where I personalize everything about it because mm. I'm just OCD like that. But <laughs> so I'm kind of going off on a limb with this one, but I'm just so excited to kind of like blend my practice into my everyday life. Yeah. That's really um, cool. With a lot of that goal setting. And so another witchy moment down the line, probably in January, I'm probably going to break when it you down get to use it. Yeah. And like That'll talk be to really you guys fun. about what it is. She only has like a handful left too. What is it called? Uh, dreamy moons okay we can put the link in the yeah i'll put the link in the box but um that's really cool i'm excited for you see i know i would never use that stuff even though i don't even i can't even tell you how many like notebooks i have (laughs) journals and i'm like ooh, cute i love it but then i never use them i just bought a new one and i have like 10 already but yeah I'm glad that you use it. I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. Been talking about it forever. Yeah, it's a hardback black with gold emboss. <gasps> She's so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're such a nerd. Yeah. I'm a moon nerd. Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, mine also is not like a super witchy moment. Maybe we could come up with a different name for it. But um, so like I said before, my son had a surgery a few weeks ago at this point now that you're listening to this and um he went back to school um so he has double leg casts so he's in a wheelchair he can't walk at all whatsoever and in california it's been raining which is uh which i love but it's really annoying it's very inconvenient because now especially he's in his cast can't get them wet blah 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 so um 
I was picking him up from school. And of course, as soon as the bell rang, it started yep. raining. Of course it did. So I was rushing. I'm, you know, school traffic is the worst anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really uh, aggravating and anxiety inducing. Yeah. I hate it. So I'm trying to get him in the car, trying to get home, trying to get him out of the car, out of the rain, this and that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> very anxious, like short with him. Like, yeah. you know, just like, just get in, we have to get inside. Come on, let's go. Like, you know, he's very like, well, what's, you know, asking me questions about God knows what. Yeah. So we get in the house, get him settled. And I walk over to the bathroom to like wash my hands and things like that. And we recently got an Alexa oh, and yeah. he's been using it. He loves it. <laughs> and I hear him in the other room go, Alexa, <laughs> you're just going to turn on. Mine turned on. Did, did you? Yeah. He goes, <laughs> she goes, he goes, play ni- some nice calming music. Aw. And I was like, oh, like, I was like in the bathroom and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. She played music and he walked, I walked in and he was like, I just thought that would help. Oh, it's like, oh, my God. I went so sweet. I went and like gave him a hug and, and a kiss and I was like, I'm sorry, you know, like, yeah, that I was short with you. And it's just like a little reminder to just, be calm and mm-hmm. you know it's not always easy to be stress-free and no. calm and love and light and all that but it's a nice little reminder to just slow down yeah. and everything will be okay and mm-hmm. you know he puts me in my he reminds me of that all the time so it's nice he's such a sweet boy yeah my baby should bring one of those universal studios ponchos keep it in his backpack true <laughs> that's true i bought him some covers for his cast so now they like go up to like over his knee and that's like how high his cast goes okay so it'll be good but the poncho is a good idea i have one mine are outside i have a couple so um yeah that was my nice moment for the week that is nice yeah made me feel good he's a good boy he's a good boy yeah hopefully those will come off soon just a few more weeks to go we're almost there it's not permanent no all yep. right. Well, um, well wishes on your Yule. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be any day. Um, happy yeah. celebrations. Thanks for listening. Uh, tell a friend mm-hmm. and uh, subscribe and all that. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.